Podcast. Hey, welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who hate Batman. I'm Danny. I'm Chelsea. We're back. Chelsea's back. I'm back. It's been, because of the way we record this, it's actually been like close to a month since we've... Yeah. Uh, we at had, least two weeks, yeah. I think more than two weeks. I think it's been at least three. Oh, because I wasn't here for the last one, so yeah, almost yeah. a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! And we had, uh, we had an episode with our friend Francesca, and then we had... Uh, at some point, we're going to put out this episode I did with Joe Gilpin about a non-Batman movie. I don't want to spoil it, but it'll, it'll come out. Uh, and I had a root canal. Yeah. <laughs> so we both did a lot of things. We had a lot of fun. We got a lot accomplished. Yeah, I just got the composite filling, so I'm two steps away from having a normal tooth. <laughs> Josie has the biggest smile. She is so proud of this. I really, honestly, I hate the dentist. It's the worst. Well, I never used to because when I was a kid, I never used to get cavities and I was like an asshole about it. Even if you don't get cavities though, I, I hate it. Well, if you need a dentist, let me know because I have an amazing dentist that I just found here. Um, is he free? Uh, not free, but mm, they, that's take gonna a, be a problem they take a lot of insurances and, like, it was my first cleaning appointment with them, so I, like, went and got cleaned, and after the appointment, the lady was like, okay, make sure you get her a toothbrush, and I was like, all right, yeah, I could use a new toothbrush. I, like, get out, like, on the train, and I, like, open the bag. It's an electric toothbrush. That's pretty amazing. Which is awesome. It makes your teeth tingle, your mouth so clean, but anyway, they they recommended me to someone else to do my uh, root canal, because, not to brag, but I have pretty deep nerves. Uh, and it was the first time in my entire life I've been completely numbed by a dentist. So, if anyone in Manhattan needs either kind of dentist, um, a regular dentist or an endodontist, endodentist, people that do root canals, uh, you should just comment on our Facebook wall. I'll tell or you all about it. if you have no insurance like me and you're very poor, you can go to a sliding scale dentist where you have to wait for like an hour and a half and they will do an okay job. Or you could go to a barbershop and just do it like 1800 style and have yeah. them pull out your teeth. They don't want to do that. But Not anymore. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you have to be like, you have to honor the code of barbers. <laughs> you took an oath. You to took cut an... hair and pull teeth. Yes. And shoe horses. The last you know, one that's I don't what, think is true. That's what barber uh, poles are. That's why they have the red and the white. It used to be like bloody rags. They'd like hang outside their uh, barbershop. To show is a barbershop. Are you lying to me or no? No, that's that's true. I, it's hard to tell with me because I do lie a lot and I also have a lot of trivia. And it can be hard to tell which is which. I have a lot of trivia, but I also like to like just yank people's legs. So sometimes I say stuff like that and I'm like, no, I'm just being... It's like that fucking improv game where you have to like find... Take a random thing you know nothing about and find the truth in it. Uh-huh. But that's real. Yeah. Did they always spin? I think they had him twirling in the wind somehow. I'm not sure. That sounds like disease. Yeah, but people used to not know how to breathe. Blood. I mean, if you're pulling people's teeth out and doing surgery on them, yeah. Cauterize wounds. I'm not a doctor, but I can do that. I mean, you can't cauterize a wound like while you're doing surgery. You have to wait till the surgery's done. 
With a tooth pull, you just yank it out and stick a hot But there's thing still in. a bunch of blood that comes out, like, before you can cauterize it. I don't know. My only experience is having a teeth... A teeth pulled. A teeth pulled. One teeth pulled. <laughs> One uh, teeth pulled, please. Was when I got my wisdom teeth out, they did not put me under or anything. They just numbed me and pulled my teeth out, and I don't know there being a lot of blood, but... I couldn't handle it. I told them, give me all the medication. Give that's me all the anesthesia. That's how I actually found these dentists because I was looking for sedation uh-huh. dentistry because I was like, I can't deal with surgery on this tooth. Yeah. Because I don't get numb. Right. I've been numbed like in the same doctor's appointment like two or three times and it still doesn't work and you just kind of sit on your hands and tough it out. Uh-huh. Um, so I am a big fan of that. But it, it wasn't that bad with the tooth pull. I don't know why. Maybe hmm. it's because it was so fast. I don't know. It was, uh, when I had a root canal, I just went totally, uh, not a root canal, uh, my wisdom teeth out, I went totally under, and it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, honestly, coming out of everything, I would rather have a root canal than a filling. <sighs> I had a root canal once. I remember it being pretty bad. Nope. I no? had no pain at all. This guy was amazing. Yeah? He sounded like John Mulaney. Okay, that's pretty good. Which was pretty good, but also distracting when yeah. I'm in the dentist chair because I'm like, are you going to tell a joke or are you yeah. just going to... What's happening? I'm trying to keep my mouth open, but I'm, but I'm laughing a lot. he gave me five numbing shots. Jesus. Um, and there were like two or three different kinds. Like, it wasn't just the same stuff over and over. Never been numbed like that before. Drilling the fuck out of my teeth, like down to the nerves, pulling them out. Didn't feel anything. Uh-huh. It was amazing. That sounds good. Yeah, so... It was, it was great. I had a great I had a great dentist experience. Yeah. So what else have you done? It's been so long since I've seen you. Oh, jeez. Um, well, Adam and I start... Um, Adam, our friend from our 101 improv class, and I start 201 tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's exciting. It's how we'll always remember 9-11. <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Also, that um, Rob I've been Lowe. doing a, a bit about 9-11 in my stand-up lately. Yeah? Doesn't go over well. People, you know what? People don't like it. <laughs> um, my, I have a friend who just saw Louis C.K. at the Garden mm. on Thursday, Wednesday mm. or Thursday. Uh, one, he was wearing a suit, which was surprising to everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, she told me about it. But he did a bit about his daughter asked him about 9-11 um, non-believers or whatever. Uh-huh. And... Preachers. Yeah, exactly. And he was trying to explain it to her, and she was like, oh, I thought that there were nine, eleven believers, like people that believed in eleven. And, like, I wish I could hear him do that joke. I hope that they were filming a special or something and that I can see it in the future. Something, someone was telling me this is, like, the first year where 9-11 has really become, like, a historical event. Like, there's going to be all these kids who are learning about it it's in It's in textbooks. School. Yeah, it's, and there's people learning about it in school who have no personal memory or experience with this. They were not alive when that happened. Right. That was one of the things that really hit me when I moved to New York. Um, not that long after I'd been here, probably like two, two, three weeks. Uh-huh. I just had this moment where I was on a train and something about 9-11 came up. I don't know. And I was like just blown away by the fact that like, Probably at least 75% of the people in the city, like, know someone who either died or was injured or knew someone who was, like, at least. That that sounds like a high number to me. I don't think so. 75%? Well, it's a lot of, I said, die, injured, uh-huh. or knew someone that was involved. 
So like a firefighter, an EMS person, Steve Maybe. Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yeah. A lot yeah. of people know him. He's a popular guy. He is a popular guy. Every time I read that story about him coming and like do and working with his old unit or whatever, uh-huh. gets me all weepy eyed. I think this might be an old news story, but I just heard about it. So did you hear about Mark Wahlberg? What he said about nine eleven? No. Apparently, he made some comment, like very publicly, about how if he was on the the planes, they would not have gone into the the towers. Okay, sure. Yeah, you do yeah. one action movie, <laughs> two action movies, right? Jesus Christ! What an asshole! What an asshole! What was he going to do? Strip down to his underwear and try to distract everybody? <laughs> Look at me! Oh, it's the guy from the billboards, and the terrorists are like, what? He's and then he can take control of the cockpit. <laughs> cockpit is intentional that I use that because yeah. he's in his underwear. Right. Wow. Yeah. What, what a, a douche canoe. I love that word. I do too. I'm also, cum that. dumpster. Cum dumpster. I love cum dumpster. <laughs> mm, sometimes people are better at me than cursing. <laughs> Except for um, one time I called someone a cunt-based pussy witch. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the proudest moment of my life because she, like, cut me off in traffic. And P.S., um, there is cursing on this podcast. I had a, an old roommate. He always used to get drunk and use the term horse-humping thunder cunt. <gasps> that gave that's, me chills. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. It gave me chills. Wow, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I love that one. I do, too. I love cursing. What have you been up to? You went home, right, to see your family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a big couple weeks. Uh, I think we talked about it. I talked with Francesca about this, but my stepbrother got married. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really fun. The one that teaches at UCB? That's the one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just got the one. So uh, I don't know everything <laughs> about you, Danny. I don't know everything. Um, I went home. Uh, a I, Part of the reason I went home, it's, I mean, I was already planning on, on doing this, but a, a friend passed away kind of oh, suddenly. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so shine up a, a bat signal for, for Gavin Pincus. Um, he he actually did this drawing. I've been trying to find this, but I if I can find it, I'll put it up on the, the Facebook group. But um, years ago, when I I used to write zines, he did a cover. He was the only one who ever I ever allowed to do a cover for this besides myself. But he did this cover of uh, it was a picture of Batman and Zorro fighting a gorilla, and that it was, sounds amazing. It was so fucking funny. It makes me laugh every time I, I see it. Um, so you shine a bat signal up for him. He's uh, uh, very, uh, very, very sad to have lost him. Yeah. Hopefully you find it. I'd love to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I- I'm sure I've got it somewhere. Uh, I'll-, I'll keep looking for it. But that's um, gone on a bunch of dates with a, a couple different women. How's it's, that been going? It's been, been going very well. Um, Probably better and better as you continue to get more furniture in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... My apartment is starting to feel like a real place. It really is, yeah. It's starting to feel like someone lives here. That's not a serial killer. That's right. Well, you know. Not all, though. Hey, you know... That's, that's the illusion the I'm going for. Yeah. I'm more likely to be a serial killer than you are. That's so. right. I got 0% on that test. Which almost feels like you're actually a sociopath cuz like yeah, Maybe I'm just so good. I know I can I know Because what to they say. can um, fake um lie detector tests. So maybe getting 0% on the sociopath is test as bad is the same as getting, as getting 100%. 100%. 
Maybe it's worse to get 100%. Maybe. Because maybe you're just really dumb if you get 100%. And you're like, I hate people. I can't read. Everything's yeah. blurry. I'm, I'm just going to click, this. Click, 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 click. Or you're like a golden retriever. <laughs> but zero, maybe it is you. Ah, uh, shit. Oh, well. Yeah. You ready to get into this, uh, this movie? I'm so ready. We had to. We're going to do a weird thing coming up. We're, we're going to do a weird era of Batman. So... There's a lot of unauthorized Batman movies coming up in the next few months where we had to skip over two different movies because they just do not exist anymore. Also, we don't speak Tagalog. Yes, well, that's part of the problem. There's a lot of Filipino movies that are coming up. There's a bunch of unauthorized Filipino movies. They love them. We had to skip over one called Alias, Batman, and Robin that... I just could not. I did a lot of research. Could not find this anywhere. Which is a shame, because even if we'd found it with the Tagalog, we could have just muted it and put our own dialogue on top. And yeah. it would have been a the, very fun episode. The good news is there's another Filipino movie called Alias Batman at Robin that seems like it's a should be a remake, but nothing I've seen about this has indicated that it is. It, I think it's just an unrelated movie with an almost identical title. Uh, but that's coming up. That was released in 1991. So wow. a month or two down the line, we're going to talk about that. That movie is barely older than me. Yeah. And it's a musical. <gasps> it's a musical Batman, Filipino Batman movie. Wow. Yeah. I, it's like a Mad Lib of yeah. movie creation. Yeah. Like a, like a producer was like spinning a wheel. Batman. Yeah. Okay. In the Philippines. <laughs> but it's a musical. Yeah. I'm really excited. There's a bunch of Filipino movies coming up, though. A couple of them are lost. There's also one movie. I found references to this on the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. It's called it's called Batman and Robin, but it's from 1964. It has an IMDb page. I've seen some stills of it. I've seen enough evidence that I believe it existed in some form at some point everything else about this movie is just speculation on my part i think it's a fan film i think it's very short i have not been able to find a copy of this anywhere maybe we left it on the moon when we landed there (laughs) it could be i think the guy who wrote it went on to become a writer on he-man and the masters of the universe Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm not positive. I'm not positive about anything about this. I think it was very short. I think it was very low budget. I think it was just some guy doing it in his backyard. I'm not certain about anything about this. Backyard Batman. Yeah. The next Batman movie we've been able to track down, and this was very hard to track down. Yeah. We had to do a free trial for something, which I'll probably forget to cancel. (laughs) We had to do a free trial of an app called Fandor because this just does not exist in its unadulterated form anywhere. There's a Mystery Science Theater version of this, but without their dialogue, Fandor is the only place I could track this down. I will say, though, that if you're like a big movie buff, that seems like an awesome thing to have. Like, if you are on Netflix and you don't want to watch TV and you're not really into documentaries, you just want to watch movies, it has everything. There's like, a certain type of person who I think this would be great for. If you love kind of trashy, like, old B-movies. Yes. And, like, old horror movies Like, and the stuff. blobs on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, they have a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff. So, like, I'll probably watch some stuff on it before my week membership is up, but then I'm going to cancel it because I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about a movie called The Wild World of Batwoman. Also called She Was a Hippie Vampire. Yeah, it was, there's a lawsuit because this is clearly a ripoff of Batman. Yeah. And they had to re-release it as that. That title really bothered me. It's a terrible title. It has nothing to do with what goes on at all. No, she's not a vampire and she's not a hippie. They kind of are hippies. I guess. Yeah. But they're... They're not vampires. I would not use that word to describe them. That's... You don't... I don't know. I would call it like... Dark Lady and the... Blackface man. <laughs> There's like one, not blackface, like you think of, not like racist blackface. Like, oh no, it looked pretty racist in that costume. No, it's just like a ski mask. It wasn't like blackface. It looked terrible. It looked like blackface. That's because it was shot poorly. It wasn't blackface. It he had like his nose poking out. It was not black. It was a ski mask. That's how they did blackface. They didn't wear ski masks. No, but those, the parts that they showed, that's how they did blackface. Yeah, but that was with like makeup and stuff. It wasn't with... I know, but it's still like looking at him. I was like, mm mm. This is a weird bit of synchronicity because Joe and I on the bonus episode talked a lot about blackface. Blackface just is a thing that you have to talk about. Bob Hope started in blackface. That's how he got his start. I took an African American music class in college because I had to, and we spent probably a month on minstrelsy. I'm obsessed with blackface. And, uh, is Danny. <laughs> No, I'm obsessed with the idea. I think it's so bizarre and so weird. Like, I don't understand why it was funny in the context of the time. I think it's funny, it's ironically. we're not racist. I guess. It's just such a bizarre point in The thing human is, history. like, minstrelsy itself, as far as theater goes, is uh-huh. a very set form of theater. Yeah. It's like when Burlesque was back in cabarets and stuff, it was very set. You had a stripper, you had a comic you had yeah. a stripper you had a singer etc there was a form for minstrelsy and like people took characters that were in specific forms yes they were stereotypes and they were terrible and i'm not saying they were a good thing but you know it was a lot of time there spent. was a point though where it became like so widespread and just so it, it was became like that's how comics dressed for a while and there's a period where they weren't even telling like racist jokes or doing like a blackface mm-hmm. character they just put on blackface to tell like mother-in-law jokes and that's just what people expected comedians yeah. to look like you might be a redneck if <laughs> exactly it's just, like, exactly jeff foxworthy in blackface oh my god i would love jeff, jeff foxworthy you know who i'd really like to see in uh, blackface who? larry the cable guy He's doing kind of southern blackface. Southern face? Kind of. Because that's not his real accent. It's like um, cracker face. He's from like Chicago. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I do hate that. That's like being from the south, like I do have a southern accent. Most of my family does. It does come out sometimes, mostly when I'm very intoxicated. Uh-huh. Um, but growing up, like I ca- my mom was always very conscious of it because she got made fun of when um, her family moved from the mountains into like a bigger city. Mm-hmm. She got made fun of a lot. So she always was very strict with us on speaking properly and then doing theater and going to school for music and whatever. I, you know, have done a fairly okay job evening out my accent so that it's not super regional but also because like wanting to be in any kind of entertainment capacity if you have a southern accent you can be a country singer you can be barefoot and pregnant or you can be a ball busting lawyer and those are your options yeah it's very limiting so when people like that take a character i don't know it pisses me off 
I, I just also kind of hate coming from the South. I hate the stereotypes about all Southerners are dumb and they're racist. And I, I, I do too. I feel like I constantly have to to explain to people I'm from Virginia, but I'm not. That doesn't make me a racist. And it really, it really bothers me because like a large portion of my family comes from very rural Appalachia. Mm-hmm. So like people just generally assume that they're racist. Yeah. Um, but they are the least racist people in my family. I was um, talking with someone who said that she's from New York and she said that she had been to Richmond and she was telling me how racist it seemed. I'm like, well, it's not really that bad. She's like, no, I went to the Jefferson Davis museum. Like, okay. That's you're so that's seeking not it out. racist. That's, that's historical racism, which we are not justifying. Right. There is some racism going on in Richmond, but you're seeking it out. Yeah, if you go to the Jefferson, you're not Davis. just talking to the sweet old lady that like works at a diner. Yeah, like I don't know. It it really very much like my grandmother is. So, mm, that's like going to is, to uh, uh, to Kansas and saying like, "Oh, Kansas is so cold." Like I spent the whole time there in like a walk-in freezer. Kansas is just brutally right, cold. Right. I mean, and it's just hard for us, like being from the South, that like I'm going to use one of my grandmothers for an example. She barely has a high school education and like did all these jobs and comes from the mountains. And you would assume that she is racist. You would assume that she's homophobic. You. Would, None of these things. Mm-hmm. She is not racist. She has been to gay bars with her coworkers. She doesn't entirely understand what being trans means, but she's open to it and she doesn't care. And yeah. she's the most wonderful lady. So, I think for a grandmother, that's a very fair position to take to not understand it. She but, doesn't understand. She's yeah. so cute. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she asked me one time. She's like, I just don't understand if. If it's a a boy, how do you know that another boy likes you or that you like another boy? And I was like, Mima, it's just like, you know, when you know a guy likes you or when you like a boy. Yeah. She was like, I just don't understand. I remember being a kid and having like that same thought about being so confused as to how gay people found each other and like uh, thinking like what are the odds it's the snapbacks <laughs> what are the odds that you're you like some guy and like another guy likes you and it took me to grow up to be like oh it's it's not like a totally random thing like you can kind of tell then you moved here and you were like ah it's very clear now i yeah. see how they do this yeah. <laughs> no but, but i had that same question about straight relationships like how can you possibly tell what are the odds like Eighty percent of the time, I have no idea. (laughs) I just automatically assume that they do not, and they want to be my friend. Yeah, no, I have that same problem. Yeah, I had. It's called self-esteem problems. Let me tell you how low my self-esteem is. I saw this picture. This Facebook friend of mine put up a a picture of this woman, and I was looking at her, and I was like, "Man, this woman is so gorgeous." Oh, I can't believe like how beautiful this woman is. And I had this flash of like, God damn, I, a woman who looks that good would never ever consider being with a guy like me. And I had to stop myself and be like, Danny, you dated that woman for like a year and a half. <laughs> a woman like that would objectively be with a man like you. She did it. Yeah. It's happened <laughs> with that specific woman. That's hilarious <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> So, speaking of um, low self-esteem, Batman. Yeah. Batwoman. The I'm wild sorry. world of Batman. I had a... I thought it was going to be Wild West themed. Yeah. That would have made more sense. I was, was on the fence about doing this as an episode or doing it as like a bonus thing. Because it's not 
a Batman movie. But it's so close. I feel like we had to... Honestly, there are times when she kicks more ass than Batman. She has way better gadgets than Batman. <sighs> she doesn't really fight that much, but she but has some badass she moments. <sighs> we'll, we'll talk about well, that. yeah. Okay. So it starts off with two women giving a wrist radio to a third woman, and then they force her to drink something from a goblet. She's hesitant, but she drinks it, and then they reveal it's honey, milk, cherry, and strawberry yogurt. Which sounds disgusting. Yeah. But she thought it was blood. Yeah. So Because of the, that must be the vampire thing? Yeah, this is the only reference to vampires or hippie vampires in this, because they say... We're vampires, all right, but only in the synthetic sense. And they all share a big laugh and drink this honey, milk, cherry, and strawberry yogurt very enthusiastically. Yes. There's no other references to vampires in this entire movie. No. I almost wonder if that was put in after the lawsuit. You know what? It makes sense. There's no opening credits or anything. It literally just opens up to this. Yeah. So that's possible. Like, I felt... When I started watching this, I... Wasn't sure this was like the complete version because that felt like that came so out of nowhere. You know, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Because the opening credits start like right after that, right? And the whole title sequence. Um, I'm trying to decide. Yeah, I don't know. It was just such a gross combination of things to me. That honey mint cherry, honey milk cherry and strawberry yogurt, like. I would have vomited. Yeah, it's gross. But this is, I mean, it's better than blood, which she thought she was drinking for some reason. Yeah, but here's my thing. This is a black and white movie. Yeah. We all know for a fact that they use chocolate syrup for blood uh-huh. in Psycho. Right. Why didn't they just use chocolate syrup? And it's not even like, if you put a bunch of strawberry yogurt in there, it's going to be kind of thick and it's not going to have the consistency. They gave her a smoothie and yeah. she has to be stupid and be like, yeah. is it blood for real? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, bitch, it's Jamba Juice. Just fucking drink it so we can go dance. Does your blood look like smoothies? You should see a doctor. You should. You probably have very high cholesterol. Yeah. Very bad. She's just eating nothing but butter. The Uh, Paladine diet. Yeah. So then after the the title sequence, a man is walking down the street uh, whistling. And then someone in the shadows. You should never whistle while you walk alone. Never whistle. Whistle while you work. A target. Yeah. Whistle That's while you the, work, but never while you set. walk alone. No. Alliteration is important. That Anywho. Ma- yeah. A man in the shadows asks if he has a light and then mugs him. Can we just talk for a second about this scene? Because, like, watching this and the bad guy's <laughs> like, hand over your wallet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, fellas, you just got to come and get it. Yes. I literally wrote in parentheses and all caps, this is the opposite of what you are supposed to do. And then they just shoot him. Yeah. They say, he says, you got, you want it, you got to come and take it. And they shoot him. And the guy that shoots him fucking runs off. Yeah. Without getting a wallet or anything. He doesn't try and put up any kind of a fight. They just shoot him and then run away. Meanwhile, three of the Batgirls watch from behind a trash can and they do not help at all. Do nothing. They call Batwoman on their wrist radio and tell Batwoman to call the police. Yeah. Batwoman is not fighting crime. She's Batwoman is police dispatch. Yeah, that's a, she's like point. an operator. Yeah. She's like a phone operator. That's, that's what's happening. I mean, it would be kind of ridiculous to have a woman fighting crime. It's one thing to have <laughs> a man dressed as a bat fighting crime, but... 
Well, we'll get to her costume shortly. Her costume's amazing. It is amazing. She had to make it herself because the director sucked so badly. Did she really? She had to make her own costume, and the bat, she literally, every time, every day they would shoot, she had a stencil. She would trace the bat onto her chest with eyeliner and fill it in. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yes. That's a real fact. Okay. So, then... They they cut to a a big dance scene. Not a dance scene. It's like a whole minute of butts <laughs> of watching butts dance yeah and this is going to be what i'm going to call porno previews because there were multiple times during the course of this movie that i was like is this going to turn into a porno it really felt like it could have at any moment or no so this is number one for me it was uh-huh. all the butts on the screen dancing yeah a lot of butts this scene went on for a long time at least two minutes yeah easily um, so then a man at the bar asks a dark-haired girl with one of the wristbands, so she's a bat girl, mm-hmm. if he can buy her a drink. And she says, okay. Uh, but she just took a drink, didn't even ask what it was. No. Didn't watch him get it. Barely looked at him. Fucking roofied the shit out of her. Yeah, not and subtly. No. Then she, like, passes out. They carry her out and like she's on um. Uh, Gurney. Yeah. No one stops dancing. None no. of the other Batgirls no. are looking at They're her. They're not being subtle about this no. at all. Like, they could have just thrown her over their shoulder and then and then left. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened. Then she wakes up in the car between two men who have just giant shit-eating grins on their faces. Can I tell you, I really like them. Yeah, I kind of like them, too. I, like, they're my favorite characters yeah. in this movie. I, I kind of like this movie in general. I do, too. This I has love, got a good, like, really bad, like, yeah. cheesy movies. And but unlike a lot of the stuff we've watched up till now, this is, like, bad in, like, a fun way. Yeah, it's, this is true. This is different. Like, this is, like, you want to get high and watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, so she wakes up in the car between these two men, and they tell her that she has a good constitution, and she snapped out of it real fast. Which is, like, a... It's what it, it's basically a neg. Yeah. She turns on her wrist radio and to call the other Batgirls as the kidnappers explain their plan and where they're taking her to. And then uh, I kind of like that, that she has, like, a plan. She's yeah, doing things. She's, she's not, not just not a damsel. Stupid. Yeah, she's not like Linda or Vicky. She seems competent and smart. Right. She's also very casual with the men. Like, she just, like, puts her arms over yeah. their shoulders, like, yes. hey, guys, where are we going? Yeah. Which is good for the wristwatch trick until one of the guys figures it out. Yeah. But then, so, the Batgirls are listening in, and then they have to call Batwoman. Batwoman can't hear what's going on on the wrist radios? Batman, I mean, Batwoman, later on when we, like, see what she does in her house, like, it seems like she's got a lot going on, and, and she's not monitoring the streams all the time. I guess. Like, she's so lazy, she doesn't even lead their, like, chant of allegiance. Yeah. She's like, 14... You do that. <laughs> There's a fantastic chant coming up. It's great. But uh, so they call Batwoman, who's just on the phone, and uh, Batwoman has some of the weirdest, most kind of stilted dialogue. She almost sounds like an old movie star. Yeah, she feels much older than not. she looks. Yeah, she looks pretty hot. Yeah, she looks good, but she talks yeah, like she's. I bang Batwoman. Yeah, she talks like she's really old and kind of. She talks. She's like doing that like old school almost transatlantic but not all the way she's kind of a maternal figure to the the bat girls yes even though she's not really that much older than them and here's my thing why is she the only one that gets a costume yeah well because she made it herself that's why we figured it out 
let's talk about her costume. So um, it's amazing. It's fantastic. She's first of all, she's got gloves, and then she's got an absurdly big diamond. Diamond. On her diamonds. It's like at least golf ball sized. Easily. It looks like one of those things like you would buy to put on your desk if you were like a fourteen-year-old girl who worked in an office. Like I guarantee, yeah, one of those fourteen-year-old girls who wears who works at offices. But like, That's you know what I'm thing. saying? Like, people decorate their desk and they put like paperweights and they have like diamond-shaped paperweights. It looks like a cartoon. Like if like. Like uh, this is something like Scrooge McDuck would yes. have. This is like Scrooge McDuck giving an it's engagement in his ring. Pool. Yeah, yes, he has at least ten of these in his pool. Yeah, um, she's wearing a black corset. Yes, over some kind of like black leggings, mm-hmm. which have always been pants. <laughs> these um, are not even leggings. These are like tights. These are like almost fishnet stocking pants. <laughs> and she's got some kind of like. Chain belts, yeah, on and not, like, not not a utility belt. There's no pockets. No, no, no. Or they're like sexy chain belts and a choker mm-hmm. and um, like a little mask, like, like more a masquerade than a, mask. Yeah, yeah. But then it's got this big feather thing that goes around her head. Yes, which is weird because bats don't have feathers. Do I have was feathers? very confused as to what's no, going on with feathers. her hair. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's her hair or if it's a wig or yeah, if it's a part or of the feathers. Or it's... Because it, it's hard to tell because this is black and white and it's not the highest quality film. No. And Mm-mm. it's kind of hard to tell what's... Her hair is in... It's pulled back into... I think her hair is pulled into like a big bouffant kind of thing. I was going to say... I wasn't it's sure if that was the right word. It's kind of thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost like a beehive up. type yeah. thing, but like wider. And then it's got the big feathers over top yeah of it. a bunch of feathers stuck in there and then she's got a lot of cleavage showing and so much she's got a bat symbol that's just drawn like with a sharpie onto her cleavage yeah she looks hot yeah she looks really good she I, yeah like that'd be a really good but obscure comic-con costume it's not a practical outfit for crime fighting but she doesn't but she have looks, to fight that much crime because she's got all of her Batgirls. Yeah, she's not like Batman. She's not really doing that much herself. She's more of like a leader. And to like be kind fair, of, if you compare her effectiveness to the Batman, <laughs> the Batman I, we've seen so that's far. True. That's a good point. She's doing, she's got a pretty good plan. She's that's like, all right, point. I'm going to get some girls that can go out in the world and no one will know they're them. And then I can keep my privacy and look hot as hell in my house. Yeah. And play the organ all day. Yeah. So the... Which he does later on. The kidnappers lock the the Batgirl. Do we ever get a name for this Batgirl? No. The kidnappers. Women don't need identities. Yeah. The kidnappers lock her in a cage at a mad scientist's lab where an Igor-like character named Heathcliff. Heathcliff. He he kind of tries to grope her. Yeah, he's really trying to grope her. He's trying very hard. Mm Mm-hmm. A man. And they're like, silly Igor, he's just exploring. <laughs> you're like, oh, great. <laughs> Groping. <laughs> Sexual assault. <laughs> um, the kidnappers, my favorite guys, are yeah. named Tiger and Bruno. Yeah. If you ever have a son, you should name him Tiger. Tiger. I kept calling him Smiley because I kept forgetting that he's smilier he has a than name. Bruno. Yeah. But uh, Tiger is his name. Oh. And then a, a man in a mask peers out a door at everyone, and then he shuts it. Then he calls them back on a TV screen to say that they've. Uh, he sees to say that he's seen that they've captured a girl, and he wants her wrist radio so that he can communicate with Batwoman. I don't know. I want to backtrack a little bit just to talk about the professor's name. Yeah. Professor Neon. Yeah. Which sounds like the lamest EDM DJ name ever. 
That sounds kind of amazing, actually. Professor I, Neon? Yeah. I would want to be in, like, I don't know, like a rave band called Professor Neon. That would be cool as shit. Yeah. All of these feel like great Comic-Con costumes, obscure Comic-Con costumes. Yeah. No, it's true. Goes Professor Neon, no one will know who Literally, you are. Literally, no one will know who you are. You will have the only and or best I feel Professor like they wasted that name on, like, Professor Neon sounds like he should be a supervillain. Right, but then he's just as He's just kind lackey. of a flunky, yeah. But it's sad. Professor Neon does not just, sound like the name of a Professor of a Neon just cares about science for science's sake. He's just <laughs> experimenting. He's sort of a Neil, Gra- Neil deGrasse Tyson type. Exactly, but crazy. Yeah. Fucking insane. Uh, so Batwoman calls a meeting at the side of a pool and a bunch of bad girls in bikinis line up, recite right. an oath. And yep. then they all go to sit down in the, the living room. Batwoman doesn't have a bat cave or a mansion or anything. She's just got kind of a, a modest... Like a really cool beach house. Yeah, with a pool. Yeah. Um, I wrote that... They just sit down in the living room for this meeting. They, like, interrupted the the swimming to do the oath and then they go sit in the living room and I just wrote all of this feels very porny it felt super porny like all they needed was a pizza delivery guy it felt like this could have broken out into porn at any moment any moment anytime the back girls are involved it is porn did you do any research about the the woman they're all played? hot oh very hot about oh my god who- I forgot I have yeah. a fact um, so the way that this, the, so the director's name is Jerry Warren and he seems like the world's biggest dick. Yeah. Like, he... I've got some great facts about... Well, you keep, keep going. Yeah, like, he would, like, just take people's lines away and, like, yeah. swap parts because yeah. he was just feeling, like, cunty that day. Yeah, if anyone, like, disrespected him or he didn't like them, then he'd give their lines to, to a different actor or actress. Right. Um, so, he heard... The casting director for this movie heard about a strip club that was getting busted and went over... During the police bust to offer the strippers parts in the movie as Batgirls. Wait, what? Yes. Like, as they're going to jail, he's offering They're them? not going to jail. It was like he... What, what was the bust I for? I don't know. They I guess it, the bust, I think, was for something else, but... Why would he be offering them in the middle of a bust? Why couldn't he... they were there. I mean, where else are you going to find a bunch of strippers? We well, could go when they're not being that busted. That are recently out of work. Oh, I see. I think see. it was something about, like, the way that oh, the strip so the, club was being run. It was, like, being shut down. So yeah. They, uh, okay. So he, okay. like, went and was like, you can be a bad girl. You can be a bad girl. If you blow me, you can be a bad girl. This makes so much sense. I can totally see all of them being Which strippers. Which explains why there's so many scenes that focus on their butts. To be yeah. fair, they're all very hot. They're in great shape. Yeah. They look really good. Like, 14, that outfit she wears, a leopard print. I'm like, how? How? They look really good. Yeah. Uh, There's like a full two minutes where she's making out with somebody on the beach. Yeah. And then uh, the woman who played Batwoman, Catherine Victor. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I just found this. Not a stripper. Not a stripper. She, But she was in like a lot of like B movies. Mm-hmm. And she, she worked for uh, Jerry Warren a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even and though she hated him. She hated him, did not want to be in this movie. And uh, I found this great quote that she... Uh, she, she did not want to be in... And basically the way that he convinced her to be in it is that he promised her quote large production values color photography and her own bat boat in the film and the quote continues none of these promises came to fruition 
Jesus. She did not get a single one of those things. The only thing I think would have really added to this movie, I would like to see it in color, because I bet it's even better in color. There was this one moment, I'll, I'll bring it up again when we get to it, but there was this one shot where there's like stock footage of a boat, mm-hmm. and there's like a voiceover of uh, Batwoman's voice, and I kind of wonder if they... There's no reason to have that boat. I almost wonder if they did that because they promised her a boat. <laughs> and this is, like, their way of, like, trying to, to... Like, it's not a real boat, but here you go. You're not actually on the boat, but, like, there's a boat in the movie. That's hilarious. And, they like, it almost... a lot of stock footage. It almost implies that you're on the boat, but no, not it's exactly. Like you're on the boat, but it's not. That's sort all. of what we promised you, right? Large production values, that's subjective. It's yeah. hard to argue. What that, is large, really? Yeah. I think it's large production values. Yeah. But color, there's no that. way to argue that nope. this is in color. But man, I wish it were. <laughs> this might be the last movies? movie that we watch. No, I take it back. This is, there's going to be some more that are in black I don't mind white. watching movies in black and white, but this is just one of those movies that feels like with their costumes and the beach scenes. And this feels very 1960s. It does, and I wanted it to be in 60s colors, you know? Yeah. But it was in black and white. We're Fuck almost you, done Jerry with the, Warren. There, there's like two or three more black and white. Then it's straight color. Uh, the next movie, which we'll talk about towards the end, that's going to be in color. Yay! Um, so they do the oath. They sit down in the living room. It's not porn. No. Um, but they, there's a lot of voting and a lot of procedure in Batwoman's meetings. It's very democratic. Yeah. It feels like the Amazons. There's a lot of rules, like according to Regulation 14.7, we and have like to Article do this. And Article 21, I was like, damn. I moved to I moved to talk about this, and someone seconds it, and it's weirdly procedural, in, but, in like a way that you would expect her to be more commanding and more. She seems like, but she's super in charge. Like, no question. There's that, no question about who runs the show, but like, I think it's very telling of the fact that this is about a bunch of women that it is more democratic. That's an interesting point. I feel like that's if this was a man, that it, you're right. It would be much more. That's why she can have so many Batgirls because they all know their place. They all feel respected. Like they all know the rules, and she's the person who's clearly in charge. But she doesn't just like take control. Yeah, she's like given the power and the control over them by them. I kind of like that. It, it felt like they were all respected and they clearly yeah. respected her and her authority. Absolutely. And it almost felt like they were like when they weren't doing crime stuff, like they were all equals. Yeah. Like the girls are hanging out by the pool and she's out there with them and I feel like it would be very easy to have had this movie to to make her some kind of dictator and to to make it be like why is why do they right. have her in charge? And they didn't do that. I'm glad that they didn't. I Yeah, feel like I mean worked. you could kind of maybe argue this is part of that whole first wave of feminism thing. In a weird, I feel weird saying this is a feminist movie because there's a lot of shots of asses shaking. But that's it's, true, but I mean, that's also how those women made their living. And I mean, that part, not necessarily, but if you look at the core content and like the relationships between the women. There are definitely some feminist themes going right. on here. And I think even things that he didn't necessarily realize. And I don't think for, if this came out, Today, I don't think you could call Batwoman empowered, but for 1966, I, I feel like she was compared to women in, in films prior to that. Honestly, I'm going to say that compared to even women now, in 
superhero roles, I feel like she is more empowered and in power than women in these movies. We can talk more about that as, as we go on. Okay, I'm not, sure. I'm not certain I agree, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so Rathmink calls them on their, their wrist radio. That's Rathmink a terrible is the, bad guy. Yeah, that, that's the guy in the mask who I don't yeah. think they revealed his name before. Maybe they did, and I forgot to mention it. I kept thinking they were calling him Bat Pig, but <laughs> it was not that. Rathmink is a, a bad name, but I, I really like his performance. He's like the first person we've had who really feels like he's a supervillain. Yes. He's like the blackface phantom. Yeah. He's, he's got like a ski mask and he's got a cape and he's just got like a suit below that and like a fedora. But the, the way he delivers his lines, he doesn't... Like the wizard, I always felt like there's no reason for him to be in a costume. Right. Dr. Daka was not in a costume. That's true. Ratfink feels like a supervillain. He's kind of monologuing and kind of evil and crazy. And also he's kind of a dick to the people that serve him, which I yeah. feel like is true of most supervillains. Absolutely. So Rathfink calls them and he asks them to help him break into a building in exchange for the release of the Batgirl. The, the Batgirl, uh, it then cuts to the, the lab. The Batgirl cries incredibly overdramatically yeah. until she's given a happy pill and then she just starts dancing. Which I was like, are these benzos? I like, was thinking they were ecstasy. They really, It really felt like oh, E. Oh, the dancing, yeah, it's definitely ecstasy. Yeah. It's 66. It's yeah. definitely ecstasy. But I was like, this is, they don't have shit like this anymore. But yeah. also I think it's funny that later on these come to like be kind of like bad. The happy pills are a recurring thing in this. They're going to show up a lot. Uh, so they sit down with, with Batwoman to have tea and macaroons. No, it's not tea. It's not tea? What is it? Tiger offers everyone chocolate milk and macaroons. Chocolate milk. Because I made a note of that. I was like, what a host. Chocolate milk. <laughs> That's a weird combination. Chocolate milk and macaroons. I would never imagine having someone enter my house and being like, would you like some chocolate milk? <laughs> and macaroons. Macaroons and chocolate milk. Uh, so Dr. Rathfink calls them on the, the screen, and Dr. Neon slips something into Batwoman's drink. It's a happy pill. A happy pill. But then she, it seems like she doesn't notice, but then she switches the drinks right. with Dr. Neon. Oh, switcheroo. I really like that moment. It, I did too. It was a really cool moment. Yeah, it seems like she knows what's going on. She's observant. She's capable. She's. It, it made her feel like even though it seemed like she wasn't paying attention she's very perceptive right uh i I like that she made her seem like a a hero who can handle herself definitely not something batman from either of the first no batman would have absolutely drank that and started dancing and started dancing like a dumbass yeah um and falling down an elevator shaft so dr dr neon starts twitching as rat fink says that he wants an atomic hearing aid he wants batwoman to help him steal this this hearing aid just so lame. Yeah, it's, it's a shitty, it's a shitty goal. But he has a clear goal, unlike the wizard, who just wanted uh, something. He yes. wanted money, kind of. No idea. I still have no idea. But Dr. Neon has a clear goal. He wants this hearing aid. And then, uh, not Neon, Ratfink. Ratfink wants a hearing aid. So Neon starts dancing, because he's taking a happy pill. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I wrote down this, this line of dialogue. I love this. 
Neon says, you must have switched the glasses. Oh, boo-hoo, I only wanted to make you happy. And Baboon says, that's where you made your mistake. Yeah, she says something about, like, I don't want... Later on, he offers her one again, and she's like, I don't want to be happy. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, you're, like, so goth. It's, yeah. like, super cool. But it was kind of, like, a, an empowering... Because these are almost, like, some kind of roofies or something. Yeah. And so... It's, like, the roofie equivalent of, like walking down the street and like this doesn't happen to you because you're a guy but like I've had like like when I was coming to our 101 final uh-huh. I've been up all night with food poisoning I was fucking exhausted I felt miserable I was walking there a man followed me for two blocks trying to get me to smile uh. and I was like I don't fucking want to smile like fuck you it kind of feels like that yeah um, I, I feel like for 1966 having women resist being roofied and making it clear they don't want to be roofied. This it's fairly progressive. Yeah. Which is kind of sad that that has to be said, but yeah. it's, I feel like for the time that was kind of progressive. What a jump though. From yeah. The last thing we watched with, uh, what's her name? Not Linda. Vicky. Vicky. Yeah. I mean, this is 20 years later. Right. But like a huge, change in like the way she's treated and yeah. like that men are coming to her for help yeah things that they're not capable of yeah absolutely whereas uh, vicky is like stop stop trying to do your job stop, stop trying it. to be a photographer god damn it vicky you and your fucking this is pictures. not the time to take pictures vicky um so then batwoman is even more awesome and she smashes a pitcher from the chocolate milk over tiger's head yeah punches bruno yeah and then takes the girl yeah and sets off a flash explosion and leaves and just walks out no one really tries to stop her the cage is apparently unlocked here's my question though when does she get back in the cage? Yeah, it seems like the filmmakers That's forgot. Error. They forgot it's that a this happened. Big one. It's a huge yeah. error. Because she was. Because I didn't really think about it until like later on, and I was like, "Wait, didn't they?" I had she, to go back and rewatch this because she shows up again in the cage later, and it's like they just forgot that Batwoman rescued her. Right, but it was awesome when she did. It, it was awesome that she's powerful and everything. It bugged me that the cage was unlocked. Yeah. And it bugged me that no one even tried to stop her. But maybe the cage wasn't unlocked. Remember from the very end when she says she equips the girls with those things that can undo chains? Because 14 has the thing that can unlock handcuffs. Yeah. And she lets all the girls down. So maybe Batwoman has one of those and it works on doors like that. I would have liked to have seen that, though. I would have, too. I'm just saying... If we're using the technology that were described in this. You know what would have made this so much better, though, and would have made it so much more empowering, is if the men had actually tried to fight her and she had had to stop them. With them just kind of sitting there and she just smashes a pitcher and then it, it feels like... I mean, Bruno tried to fight her when he realized what was going on and she punched him and knocked him out. But it just... Dr. Neon was busy dancing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it, it just, if they had put up more of a resistance, it would have made her feel more powerful and more capable. I don't know. To me, it was almost like she was the only one smart enough to think about the whole, like, element of surprise. Like, they, honest to God, thought that they had her in their palm and, like, she was going to do exactly what they said because they had this girl. And then she was like, nope. I guess so. It, it also felt like I... Rathfink's plan to have Batwoman help steal this hearing aid, it, it kind of felt like that went nowhere, and it was kind of unnecessary. 
Because he goes on to steal the hearing aid on his own. Exactly. And also, it wasn't hard. No, he didn't have a lot of trouble with it. No, not at all. So... So the two men in the atomic hearing aid factory talk about how the government has ordered them to destroy the hearing aid within uh, 15 days, and the owner had been claiming it was 30 days, and so they have had this hearing aid that's now illegal because it's been past 15... Yeah, because... It would have allowed someone to listen to any phone call anywhere. Yeah. I just want to share with you a beautiful moment of dialogue um, between the inventor and the owner of the company. Uh, and he says, take it easy, Jimmy. We don't have to throw in the sponge just because we're on the ropes a little. What the fuck does that mean? I think it's a boxing reference, but Is you it? normally throw in the towel. Right, exactly. Throw in the sponge? Are we just too young to understand that? Because I was like, it feels like they took three things and mushed it together. Yeah. It, it feels like someone who's not sure what boxing is. Yeah. It just made some... It feels like I wrote that. Yeah. Um, and also this whole 15 days versus 30 days. Well, like, it, yeah. It felt unnecessarily confusing. It doesn't add anything. Well, it does make it more, like, intense. Does it? Yes, because it means they can't call the police. Because that means that the company oh, was illegally yeah. in possession of something that they shouldn't have had for over two weeks. Is Batwoman not working Bat with the Woman police? Batwoman is not working with the police. Because she's not... Bat I guess Woman she's just a vigilante. Contractor. But she's not, like, hiding this or anything. She's not, like, Batwoman or Batman. She doesn't have, like, a hidden cave. She seems very out in the open. She's an independent contractor. She's like a PI. Okay, I guess that's not illegal when you frame yeah. it like that. Okay. Yeah, whereas Batman's like, I'm going to smash shit up and kill people and arrest people. Yeah. She doesn't do that. All right, you know what? I'm going to take it back to the 15 days versus 30 days thing. I'm okay with it. Yeah, cool. So he also says that Batwoman called him and told him someone was trying to steal, or is going to try and steal the atomic hearing aid. But unlike Batman, she doesn't get involved because it's not her shit. Yeah. I hate the term atomic hearing aid. That makes this sound so dumb. Yep, it is dumb. And it's actually not a terrible invention, but it sounds so stupid. Yeah, especially at the very end. Oh, yeah. my God. There's, it is kind of a dumb invention. It's but, a dumb invention. But there's, it doesn't have to be a dumb invention. They could have made some very small changes that would have... Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes. So uh, a man goes to... The, it's the lawyer. It's the company lawyer. Yeah. He goes to Batwoman's house and the door opens and closes by itself. Batwoman is playing the organ in the living room, room while a swarm of Batgirls just kind of sit around and stare. Again, could have been a porny. It felt very porny. Loved the organ playing, though. It was like the Cure wrote a Batman movie. It felt very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I She's really just enjoyed sitting. It. it felt weird, though, that the, the Batgirls are just sitting there staring. They don't acknowledge, really, that this man has come in. They're just sitting around listening to Batwoman play. Play the organ? Yeah. Which is also probably a funny contrast to the fact that, like, out the window is, like, Malibu, and it's, like, beautiful. And yeah. But I do think it's funny that when Batwoman gets up and goes over to talk to the lawyer, one of the Batgirls gets up and starts playing the organ for her. You know, the the I hadn't thought of this before, but the Malibu thing, and this is all in the middle of the day, Batwoman is not a creature of the night no. like Batman at all. Is there... Any reason she has to be Batwoman? Is there any connection to bats besides the bat symbol on her chest? She plays the organ, which is kind of goth. I don't know. I, I just think he likes the idea of like darkness more than like. But she bats. doesn't do stuff in the dark. 
Yeah, but she is, like, she's wearing all black. She's, like, never, she's, she rejects a lot of the traditionally, like, sunny feminine characteristics. Like, you never really see her smiling. She's never, like, laughing and joking. She doesn't flirt with any of the guys, unlike the Batgirls, who are wearing regular clothes. I'm coming around to the idea of she was a hippie vampire being, like, an okay title. Yeah. When you frame it like that, you know, she yeah. is very goth. Yeah. I kind of like that title. That, right. that title actually sounds better now than the yeah. wild world of Batwoman. Yeah, it's cool. The wild it world. It almost of, is like she's like running some kind of like coven or like. The wild world of Batwoman feels like a wacky comedy, which is not what in this. In the Wild West. I'm yeah. so disappointed. I was so yeah. disappointed. Honestly, I wanted a cowgirl Batwoman. So, uh,. The, the Batwoman stops and stops playing the organ and starts talking to him. And uh, she reveals that the, the door would not have opened if he didn't have an appointment or if he'd been followed. And I also wrote that there's a, there's a big painting of a bat on the wall. Oh, is there? I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background. Um, so then from there... It cuts to a um, security guard mm-hmm. at the hearing aid place. And the security guard's like, yep, no one's there. But that's not true. Because Bruno and Tiger and Dr. Neon are all there. And they're putting on fake mustaches and beards that make them look like anti-Semitic Marx Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of them looks like an Orthodox Jew. One of them looks like Adolf Hitler. And the other one looks like Groucho Marx. Yeah. Um, which is a very interesting. Someone should write that as a sketch. Oh, that'd be great. Um, so their master evil plan here is that they're all soup delivery men. Yeah, because that's a thing. That's a yeah. people people get soup. People delivered. just get soup. Someone comes around with soup. Yeah, you ladies even, want some soup. Yeah, not even like soup that you've ordered. People just show up like, hey, show you want up. some hey, soup? You want some soup? I wish it was. I love soup. That'd be great. I order soup for lunch like at least twice a week. How great would it be if people just showed up and offered you soup? Sometimes, as long as it didn't have happy pills in it, <sighs> that would be bad. Couldn't, that, that would it be the couldn't problem. make my work day worse. <laughs> uh, so they they basically all the bad girls who are, are just, they don't have any kind of costumes or anything. They're just standing around. With guns. They're with guns. armed. And kind of skimpy clothing, midriffs all showing, standing right. with, posing with guns, guarding the safe with right. the atomic hearing aid in it. And uh, the soup delivery men give them soup. They drink this down, no questions asked, and start dancing. Yes. So and then also we should point out, Batwoman sets all this up, tells them to go guard the the safe and then she says hey i'm gonna go to lunch with this guy so uh just take care of this right i'm gonna go to lunch and sit in a restaurant dressed in this corset and this mask right and they do yeah and then someone brings some complimentary soup yeah and brings the whole restaurant complimentary soup they get refeed and the guy gives um tiger and bruno the key to the vault and then dr neon starts drinking the soup Dr. Neon is stupid. Yeah. He's supposed to be a doctor. But he's like a mad scientist. Mad scientists still have to be smart, though. He is smart. He made all those things. Yeah. But why is he roofing himself? Maybe he's just having a hard day. It's stressful, Robin places. Um, So then after that, 
we cut to Batwoman holding a seance. Yeah, that which was, was cool and like weird. It didn't like fit in with the rest thing. of the movie. I wasn't mad, um, but then the, when this it got kind of racist. You got super racist. Yeah, I thought really, we were really done racist. with racist Batman. I thought we were done with racism towards Chinese people. <sighs> yeah, you think <laughs> Chinese are not normally like the most obvious targets for racism. Not now, but, but this, we should explain what, what happens. So there, there's a seance, and uh, Batwoman is trying to track down where this atomic hearing aid is by holding a seance. This voice shows up, speaking to them kind of very slowly. And deliberately, and then they ask where the, the the hearing aid is, and the super racist Chinese voice replies, and and it's not like even Chinese. It would be no, like a like, film with like Ching Chong Bing Bong, yeah. orange chicken egg roll, <laughs> and like that was Chinese. Yeah, yeah, it's like super racist, bad fake Chinese. It was so bad. I wrote in all caps. Uh, oh, not yet. And so she starts getting frustrated because she thinks the guy that's speaking English is alone with the answer. Right. Um, and so she's like, Chinese guy, get out of here. Uh, she says, speak to us only in English. Do you understand? <laughs> this is America. Yeah. I wrote, holy racism. <laughs> Make America great again. Um, so then the seance is over and they don't get anything out of it. Yeah, Probably because you were racist, Batwoman. nowhere. Sorry you were mean to the Chinese guy. Well, why did they have a seance if it's not going to do anything? It did. She just doesn't speak Chinese and she was mean to the Chinese guy. Couldn't they have called another spirit that like but translates? For, for the, the filmmakers, for the purpose of this movie, why have a seance if it's not going to lead to anything. I think that this is a part, like a point in time when like America was starting to get really into this whole like occult idea of like... <sighs> Ouija boards and seances. It feels like they just needed to kill some time. And no, that's what all just, the dancing is. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's definitely it too. Was this supposed to be comic relief? Do you think was the Chinese voice supposed to be funny? Oh, I hope not. It kind of made me laugh, but not for the right reasons. No, it was so bad. It was a really because this is clearly not supposed to be a real. Chinese accent, right? I mean, it was so fake. It had the word egg roll in it in Did my it really? recreation. Well, no, not in the oh, real right. one, okay. but in my recreation. But, I mean, it's not far off. It's not like... It was so like a racist. Chinese accent. It was no. like an American accent saying fake Chinese No, words. it was like... Ching chong, bing bong, exactly. sucky sucky, five dollar. Exactly. It was like, um... Pretty in pink. Yeah. Um, Chinese. Uh, d- ducky. Long duck ducky. dong. Long duck dong. Yeah, it was bad. I hated it. So Tiger hits the, he hits on the bad girl who's dancing with a rope around her neck. She calls it exercise. Yeah. Uh, and he's apolog- he, he apologizes for kidnapping her, but says he has to have a job. Everybody's got to have a job. Yeah. And uh, then it cuts to the, the head of the Ajax company, the company that made the atomic hearing aid. Uh, he calls Batwoman very drunk. Yeah. To tell her that he's moving to Fiji. I thought it was a suicide call. I absolutely thought that's what it was. Yeah. It totally... He said, like, I just wanted to call to say goodbye, and... And I was like, this is heavy. Yeah. But he's just moving to Fiji, which came out of nowhere, and it leads nowhere. Right. I moved to Fiji, and Batwoman's like, you need to calm down. Yeah. I don't true. really you know you. You don't need. He's just like I just wanted to tell you. What if that, that was I the really, only person he called? 
Oh my god he, Maybe he's just that lonely so He made a huge deal About how much he enjoyed Dancing with her In the restaurant When they were both On happy pills Maybe he should ask Dr. Neon for more Yeah He needs more ecstasy That's the only way Anyone's gonna dance with ecstasy. him I just wanted to tell you that I really enjoyed dancing with you. It was really great. I haven't had any human contact in 15 years. That's the closest my penis has been to lady bits ever since I came out of them. (laughs) Um, Anyway. He doesn't show up again, does he? Uh, Yeah, he shows up at the very end. Oh, okay. So why is he saying he's going to move to Fiji if he's not moving to Fiji? He was going to move to Fiji, but Batwoman talked him out of it with her supreme female intellect, which was just like, stop being a fucking pussy. (laughs) Get yourself together. Is that what this scene is about? Is establishing her as like a kind of a tough, no nonsense? Stop it. You're not moving to Fiji. You got to get yourself together. Yes, I think so. I get because otherwise this serves no purpose. I think that's what it is. Basically, all of the men in this movie are sniveling ass wipes. Yeah, which um, is which is fine. Yeah, I mean it's certainly it's a nice change. It's refreshing. Yeah, to 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 have two serials in a row mm-hmm. where there was one woman per serial, and then you weren't here for the. Um, I, we can't really judge the the Batman Dracula as. Was, I watched that and I was so confused. I, I literally watched it three times and I was like, I still don't know what's happening. I mean, it was an art film. You're not supposed to. It, there's nothing happening. It's there's good. no plot. That was good. That was good. Yeah. So leaving that aside, I mean, there were women in that, but leaving that aside, there's two women in eight hours. It was a really refreshing change to have a bunch of women and like empowered and, and tough and not just damsels in distress right. and getting kidnapped and sometimes getting kidnapped by Batman and like being stranded in the desert right. by Batman. That being said, for all the steps forward, we do still kind of have that same relationship of one or two women who have personalities who are featured. You have 14, you have Batwoman, and then the rest of them are just faceless yeah. hot ladies. That's true. But whatever. Um, so he's trying to teach her to... Yeah, uh, Tiger's trying to teach the the Batgirl. Is that 14? Is that her name? Not that one. That oh, one's okay. not named 14. 14 is the one with the weird bangs that always leads the uh, gotcha. chance. Yeah. Um, so the oh. anonymous Batgirl is trying to teach Tiger to dance. She's still in the cage. Right. She's in a, in a cage. Despite having been rescued, they've forgotten about that. She's back in right. the cage. Now she's kidnapped again? Yeah. Uh, she's trying to teach him dance. It's not going well. Mm-mm. And she tries to convince him to free her, and he says no. So she gets frustrated and says, he says that she needs another pill. And she says she's tired of being happy. Word. Me too. Yeah. You can't fake happy. Um, so the, the um, back girls have abandoned their beach party, and they are out now. They're going to find it. They're yeah. right on the trail. So they all get kidnapped right outside of the entrance of Slayer. This is the moment Ratfink where there's, there's stock footage of a boat with Batman's vo- uh, Batwoman's voice that I, I really think that had to be the reason. Yeah, no that he was like, fine, give her the fucking boat. Yeah. See, but technically there was a boat in the movie. That's what we promised you. Yes. That's a weird bargaining chip, too. <laughs> just, I want to, the only way I'm going to be in this movie is if I can be on a boat at some I point. I want a boat. That's in my list of demands. It's not like an invisible plane or like anything cool. It's just like. Do you think that they? Because this is like a very just brief mention of that. Maybe she wanted like a special boat. It said a bat boat. Maybe she wanted there to be some kind of gadgets or something. 
and this yeah, was around the time of Gizmo's a plenty. Yeah, but then they a, didn't give her a boat. around the time of the Adam West bat man. I think he had a bat boat. Maybe she wanted something like that. Yeah, she maybe she just wanted some legitimacy. Yeah, she's not getting it from this movie. No, this is a, a very cheap, very poorly made movie. Uh, but Ratfink kidnaps a bunch of bat girls on the beach one at a time, and then Tiger and. Unnamed kidnapped girl. Yes, bat bat girl. They walk through a cave, and there's a rope tied around her neck. But it feels like there's some romantic tension, which is a weird Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I. That felt so weird to me that they're trying to play this for, for for romance when he's, she literally has a rope tied around her neck. Hey, some people are into that. I guess. No judgment. Yeah. I mean, no judgment if it's consensual. If you're kidnapping someone. That's true. Don't that's, kidnap people. Yeah. I didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. I judge kidnap. <laughs> um, and then she, like, sees the skeletons, and he was like, oh, they can't hurt you. Yeah. They ain't even alive. And you're like, wow. <laughs> what a this catch. Is, this is one of those step back moments where he's incredibly patronizing to her. This is one of those things that like calls back to it. Like they're hanging out in the, her jail cell and he's like, oh yeah, I learned that up at state. And she's like, university? And he like laughed and he was like, no, prison. Yeah. She's like, oh, I did a year and a half at state <laughs> university. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are both bright bulbs. Yeah. Then I had to drop out because it made my brain hurt. Made my brain hurt and my boob shrink. Yeah. I found a husband, and then I was done at the university. <laughs> um, then he's like, oh, yeah, this is the underground city that we found. Yeah, which goes nowhere. Nope, they just leave it at that. And I was like, this could have been Indiana Jones, but that it wasn't. That would have been so cool if they'd done something with the underground city. That he, It was like the ruins of like a city from a thousand years ago that is not explained. It goes nowhere. What if the, I wish the mole people ran the underground city? That would have made so much more sense and been so much cooler. Those mole people were creepy. And, yeah, it's revealed that Dr. Neon has made all these mole monsters. Well, he just calls them monsters. Yeah, but the stock but footage like, is from a movie yeah. called The Mole People. Oh, is it really? Yeah. They totally look like mole. They've got yeah. claws and stuff and big bug eyes. And That's, it's uh, Warren Stolt from that movie. How much better would this have been if they had... You know, just cut Ratfink, cut Dr. Neon, make this Batwoman versus the mole people. Um, I would watch that. That would have been so, so much hard. better. So, so hard. Ratfink monologues to a bunch of chained up Batgirls, and he, he Again, really, porny. Very horny. Very horny. This feels very much like a porno. Uh, but he also feels like a supervillain. He does. This Once is you a, start monologuing, yeah. that's real. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so Heathcliff drinks a potion. Yeah, he's over there. It's poisons. Yeah. He's mixing together poisons and drinking them, and, and Neon's like, okay, go play. Heathcliff is the, the Igor character, the yeah. Igor-like uh, assistant. We haven't mentioned him in a while, so I just wanted to refresh your memory. Uh, Neon wants to see the monsters, but Ratfink assures him that they're fine. And he reveals his plan to breed the monsters with the Batgirls. Another moment where it felt like this was going to turn into porn. Right. Then. Batwoman shows up with a laser gun. Which is cool. Yeah. And she reveals that she found him by assuming that he was going to be in a cave. 
She's so fucking condescending. Yeah. She's literally like a cave of all really? places. Come really? On. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shade, Batwoman, shade. <laughs> Sip that tea. Um, and then she says that she tracked, tracked down the girls with this gun. Because they have tracking devices on them. Yeah, in their, uh, their wrist radios. And the gun also can free them from chains. Yeah. And she used it to free one of them. Which is 14. Right. And then says for her to free the others, why doesn't she just free them all? If she can do that with her She's gun. She's got to deal with what's-his-face, Fink. She just has to go zap, zap, zap. She can free them all. You know what? We don't have to know all the things. <laughs> that woman works in mysterious ways. She does. She moves in mysterious ways. She reveals that Smiley, uh, uh, Tiger, he, uh, he set the unnamed Batgirl free because he's fallen in love with her. And then everyone, there's just handshakes all around. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, that's so sweet. You're in love. Oh, congratulations. Uh, um, so then uh, Neon offers her happy pill, but Batwoman says she has no desire to be happy. I've had enough of your pills. I have no desire to be happy. So he offers her a depression pill. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's not funny. People yeah. kill themselves from that, Ratfink. Yeah. Wouldn't but, that be, like, the best supervillain if you, like, just gave everyone depression? Oh, God. How great would it have been if she took that? That would have been kind of goth if she's, like, If she'd yes, been, like, yes. I'll take a depression I'm pill. feeling too much. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're like, now we're going to find out who he is. Yeah. And then she threatens them with the gun. Is it a gun? I want to think not- about it like one of those pens from when you were in elementary school that had, like, six different colors of pen in it and you just clicked it. The sense I got is kind of like uh, uh, Doctor Who's sonic screwdriver. Yes. She said something about being like like oscillating or making like a sending out a frequency. It does whatever she tells it to. That's kind of what it is. It's just kind of a plot device that like does whatever needs to be accomplished yes. in that moment. What is that called? Um, uh, ex machina? Deus ex, deus ex machina? Yes. The deus ex machina. Deus ex machina. Um, deus ex machina would be deus. two of them. <laughs> Or poops. Or poop. <laughs> It'd be a poop that comes out of nowhere. This is such a random story, but um, when I, I used I'm gonna to I'm going to start calling diarrhea deuce, deuce. deuce ex machina. Deuce ex machina. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like lightning from the sky. It's just a very convenient... I'm in the middle of a meeting. I get diarrhea. Oh, I've got some deuce ex machina. Sorry, I've got some deuce ex machina I've got to go take care of. I used to work as a hostess at a macaroni grill, and mm. one of our managers was French, and he started like after we, after we were working there. So we'd be in the middle of a shift... And he would um, come up to the host stand and be like, I've got a deuce. I've got a deuce. Um, Would you like me to take a deuce? Like, take a two-top. And it was just so funny. And this is years and years later, and I still laugh about it. His name was Sylvan, and he had an earring, and he rode a motorcycle. But deuce. He always took a deuce. Okay, so uh, they try and find out Ratfink's identity, but he multiplies, and she panics. That one panics. And Rat, the Rat Finks and the Batgirls chase each other around the lab, and Batwoman just kind of stands there in shock. It really felt like Yakety Sacks just <laughs> playing. Yeah, it looked like musical chairs. So then Batfink, uh, Bat, uh, Batwoman uses her laser sonic screwdriver to, uh, to blow up Rat Finks' equipment, and all but one of the Rat Finks disappears. So she tries to... 
uh, he tries to blow up the lab with the atomic hearing aid, which we didn't mention this, but there, there's a an ongoing thing where if it gets mixed with cobalt, cobalt forty, it explodes. Yeah, I don't know. That with, seemed like with, a. They felt they were. It felt like they were treating that as if that's like a huge problem is so that there's just cobalt 40 well, all over the place. allegedly that was the reason that the patent office wouldn't approve it and said it had to be destroyed. Right. Which but is cobalt is not like that common. It's, it's not like, a common element. It's like saying, like, oh, if this gets mixed with uranium, it could explode. Well, Plutonium! What are the odds that's going to happen? Not good. Uh, so they, they take, they just rip the stuff out of his hands, and he is not able to blow up the lab. And they remove his mask, revealing that he is the inventor of the hearing aid. He reveals he didn't have any grand plan. He just likes to listen in on telephone conversations. Literally, that's a direct quote. Yeah. That, that felt like... It, 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 I just have one weakness. Yeah. I like to listen in on phone conversations. What did you think about that reveal? That was weird. Yeah. It felt really creepy. Yeah. But it, it felt creepy, Why but it also tap? made him like less... Evil. Yeah, that was not a bad guy thing. Because I mean, he a, was basically just like, oh, um, if they destroyed this, they already destroyed my blueprints. I couldn't make another one. Yeah, he's just a weirdo. He's not like trying to destroy the world or something. He's just a creep. Right. So now while everyone's distracted, Heathcliff is just playing with stuff and like eating the Cobalt 40 and yeah. he gets some on the atomic hearing aid. Yeah. And then everyone flees except for Heathcliff, who just holds it. Well, Neon... Professor Neon's the one holding the thing that's going to blow up, and he gives it to Heathcliff. There's kind of a game of like, hot potatoes where everyone's passing it back like, and forth. bye, old friend. Then it explodes. It, Heathcliff just kind of clutches it to its chest. Right. It explodes. Cut to everyone on a beach. And not only is, has Heathcliff survived holding this exploding thing, the explosion restored his voice and his sanity. Yeah, so now he's not an Igor anymore. He's a regular. He's not only a regular, he's very smart. He's a genius. And he's very wealthy. It yeah. turns out he's the person who was sponsoring Dr. Neon's research in the first place, and they were, like, best friends. Yeah, and it turns out that was, like, 14 years ago there was an explosion or some kind of problem in the, the lab. No, Dr. Neon, they've been working on a hormone that would bring out the animalistic characteristics in people. Yeah, yeah. That was, and yeah. Dr. Neon dosed him, and he was like, I didn't know how long it would last. And there's kind of a, a little bit of turnaround where like poetic justice where uh dr neon's back is hurt in the the explosion so he becomes kind of a hunchback like uh like heathcliff was all this time heathcliff leads him off the beach and uh he's hunching and and kind of waddling and uh heathcliff is fine and walking upright like a like a person yes so then we cut back to the bat woman's malibu barbie house yeah and the bat girls all recite their oath and then they have a dance party and Tiger is now one of the Batgirls. Yeah. But uh, Heathcliff, he reveals that as a child, he fell on his head, which turned him into a genius. And Dr. Neon hits him with a newspaper, which makes him a moron again. Yeah. It was funny. It was kind of funny. But I was like, just hit him again and I'll fix him. Yeah. Yeah. You've created this... You set this up as though this is permanent. When you just establish any time he gets hit in the head, he becomes a genius. Right. So just like, whoop. There's no problem. He just has to get touched. So He's then fine. we uh, watch the girls' butts for another two minutes. Yeah. This time they're in bikini bottoms, so yeah. escalate a little bit. Tiger falls into the pool, 
and the unnamed bad girl becomes completely hysterical. <laughs> Which is so confusing. No one does anything. Yeah, Tiger no, doesn't everyone look, else... He, he doesn't look like he's drowning, though. No. It, it's just the pool. And they all swim, because we saw them swimming when we were there earlier. Yeah, and no one else is like even acknowledging this is happening. But she's, like, freaking out and, like, crying and screaming and like, clutching people. And then it's over. Yeah, Batwoman just kind of shrugs her shoulders, and that's that cuts to the end. Yeah. That's it. That's the that's, wild world that's of Batwoman. That's the whole story. Yeah. yeah. Overall, uh, I, I mean, final thoughts. What do you think? Do you recommend this? Um, I do, actually. If you like kitschy movies, if you like things from the 60s, um, if you like smoking weed, um, <laughs> if you just, you know, want to see a... Like, a, it's a totally different kind of Batwoman, Batman yeah. kind of thing. I mean, obviously, it's not really Batman, but, like... I really like this. You get where it's coming from. And you kind of... It's kind of an example of, like, the cultural influence that Batman is starting to play. Yeah. Because so this you, is clearly a Batman ripoff. Right. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of cool. And this was... Uh, I, I genuinely like this. I really, yeah. it's it's got like a two on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's what are they really know? hard to track this down. The yeah. only place I could find it is on that app, Fandor. But if you Fandor, if you watch the the Mystery Science Theater version of this, it's much easier to find and probably a lot better. Honestly. Yeah, probably a lot funnier. I, I bet their version. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm I sure either, it's really. I didn't funny. want to steal their jokes. Yeah, because I would. Yeah, but the, this seems like it'd be just perfect for them. So I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I mean, I I would recommend it. It's fun. If you like Batman, if you like hot ladies yeah. dancing around. You know what I was thinking about? I bet we're rapidly approaching the point where I think already we've probably watched more Batman than, than most people. Than, like, how many people do you think have seen both of the serials? Than, I'm, have you seen the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff? None of them? The Dark Knight? The, oh, yes, I have. I've okay, seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there can't be that many people who have seen the serials and also saw those. Basically, we're pioneers and trailblazers. Yeah. I mean, most of the people who watched those died before the, the Nolan movies came out. And we have died of dysentery. Yeah. And then when you add in the, the Batman Dracula, I mean, how many people saw the serials, weird. Batman Dracula, and those, plus this? I think but we didn't end- see Batman Dracula on LSD, so did we really see it? <laughs> we did not see it how Andy Warhol intended. I think by the end of this podcast, we're going to reach a point where we are going to we're going to have seen more Batman than anyone has ever seen. I absolutely agree with that. I don't think there's going to I don't think there's anyone on the planet who has seen every Batman movie ever. I think we're going to be the first. not anyone who's done that and also had sex. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're in rarefied air already, and it's only getting more so. We're so much cooler than everyone. Let's, Except for uh, you guys, because you're listening to us. Let's wrap this up yeah. real quick. And then it's we're going to, I want to put this on the list. Then we're going to do a, a quick, uh, you want to take a break, and we're going to do a, a fan film. There's a really short one I want yeah. to watch, and we'll talk about that. There's so many fan films, and most of them are very short, so we're going to do a thing. We're going to start tagging on like a short one onto the end of every movie. Some of them are longer. We might have their own episode for that. Like and, a little mini-sode. Yeah, and some of them are like 10 or 20 minutes. We might like lump a couple of them together and do one episode where we cover three, but the short ones we'll just tag on to the end. So let's get out the big list of every Batman ever. All right, I got the list here. Where do you put, uh, what's her name? Catherine something. Catherine Veneer? Catherine Victor. Victor. 
she's not technically Batman, but let's put her in the same. She's list. my number one. Yeah. Number one. So right now the list is Lewis Wilson at the very bottom. Yeah, that's no the same. one. Robert Lowry, Jack Smith from Batman Dracula. Okay. You weren't here, so I made an executive decision to put him at the top. That's fair. He was cool. He you're, did a lot of good stuff in his life, and then he died of AIDS, which was sad. You're saying Catherine Victor goes in at the top for you. Yeah. She does. Just, all right, let me make my case. Okay, yeah. So, when you think about Batman, you think about, like, gadgets. Uh Uh-huh. You think about fighting bad guys. You think about uh, successful results. Of all of the things we've seen, she has the most gadgets that are the most effective. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she's got hot ladies that work for her, which was not a criteria, but that's cool. Sure. She's, uh, even though all of her girls are back girls, she lets Tiger join in the end. Like, she doesn't say, hey, you have to go to jail. She's like, no, he made the right choice. He let everybody go free. Yeah. I'm going to make an executive decision here. He's fine. Um, five, uh, she made her own costume, which is more than Batman can say, because right. he had... Um, Alfred do it for him. That's right. She plays the organ, which yeah, is, that is goth cool. as fuck. Yeah. So she's definitely my favorite. Also, she actually knocked people unconscious on her own. All right. Here's let me go through what I like about her. Then I'll go through my problems with her. All right. All right. I like that she's she's clearly very tough. She's in control. She seems capable and smart. I like that. That's something I want in Batman. Mm-hmm. And she's got that in Spades. Uh, she doesn't, she never pretends to be asleep so that anyone can undress her. That's true. That's something Damn that, Teddy's dough. Yeah. Uh, she never cries out that hurt when no. someone punches her. Uh, because she never lets anybody punch her. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, the, the costume. She's not having sex with underage children. She's not. Uh, the costume was not like super baggy it was kind of tight and like looked good on her Mm -hmm. uh here's my problem i don't i'm gonna disagree about the gadgets i don't think she had that many i don't think they were that great she had the wrist radio she had the laser sonic screwdriver gun Mm -hmm. what else did she have uh, the cool house that watched to see if anybody was following people up to her door. Well, that's not a house, though. She also didn't have any kind of cave or secret lair. She was very out in the open. There's no Batmobile. That we saw. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. We can't assume that it exists, though. Okay, but comparing it to other people's gadgets, yeah. like Lewis Wilson had... A rope. A rope. Yeah. That he should have just hung himself with. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think she... There was not a whole lot of fighting done by her. There's the one scene where she punches the the guy. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else? She does kind of fight in that scene where everybody's yakety saxing. But she at just that kind of time, stands there. she looks shocked, and then she doesn't really do anything except for figure out how to unduplicate him. Well, yeah, that she did do that. But I mean, there, there's no. But that's kind of the smart thing about having her girls is that her girls can do that for her, so she can figure out the smart things. That's what I'm. I, I like her as a character, but I, as a Batman, th- there's a lot of things that... She's definitely better than the Warhol one, at least. The Warhol one is number one I know. on the list. But, like, after watching that, he doesn't really do anything in there. He stands around and poses a lot. What gadgets does he have? What crime is he fighting? I mostly put him at the top because he was hanging out with the Velvet Underground. That's that true. That's pretty much... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... 
you know, you've... <sighs> I'm right. Now I'm second-guessing putting the Warhol one at the top. Um, no, the Warhol one is definitely better than the other two. In terms of... But the, the one I want to compare it to is Robert Lowry, because he had more fighting. He felt more Batman than she did. She feels more Batman than he does to me. Think about how, like, in the especially... Okay, you made the comparison of the serial to the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah. So, in that, yes, Batman fights. But Batman is also a much smarter, more intuitive character. He, like, plays more off of the people around him. He uses more of those kind of up... Like, those rich people connections. Um, people know where his house is. It's not a secret lair. Mm-hmm. I think that you can make more parallels between her and the Christopher Nolan Batman than you can between Robert Lowry. All right, how about we split the difference? We'll put her in between Jack Smith and Robert Lowry at number two on our list. I still think she's a better Batman than Jack Smith. Jack Smith didn't do anything but pose. Yeah. I know that the underground thing is so cool. It's so cool. And he did a lot of drugs and he was super important to Kitsch, but like... Okay, okay. I think she's better. You've, You've convinced me. You've convinced me. Uh, so she's going up at number one. So far, this has been... Every Batman has been better than the last one so far. Uh, I'm fine with that. Let's just... It keeps getting better. Hopefully, that'll keep happening. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch this very short fan film. And we're going to talk about where the star of that goes on our list. Oh, that's true. I forgot we have that coming. Yeah. So we'll see if he... If the trend Maybe continues. He's better. Yeah. We'll find Possible. out. So we just watched a fan film called Little Batman. And it was the cutest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. It was really good. It's written and starring a four-year-old boy. He stars as uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Or Lil Batman. Lil Batman. And uh, it said it was directed by or written by a four-year-old boy. It, a lot of it felt like maybe his dad was... His dad uh, helped with the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it starts with Batman reading a comic book. And then Alfred, who I'm assuming is played by his dad... Yes. Uh, brings him milk and cookies. Which cut- seems like a very Batman thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, cut to Mr. Freeze, played by a Mr. Freeze action figure. Very well done. Great performance. Yes. I totally believed him as Mr. Freeze. The I costume was great. The costume was great. Um, special effects were excellent. Yeah, he knocks over a the first national Batman bank. Which? Is played by a... Batman bank. Uh-huh. That Mr. Freeze snowed out with a with bottle cream. of whipped cream or shaving yeah. cream. Either one. I don't yeah. know. They spray whipped cream all over this Batman bank, and then Mr. Freeze kicks it over. And the cutest part is you can hear the little Batman laughing in the background while his dad sprays the whipped cream on the bank. Yeah, he loved that. He loved it. I did, too. Uh, and then Batman suits up. He sees the bat signal. He suits up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he, he grabs his gadgets. He actually has some gadgets. He's got a... Uh, hammer. Uh, a hammer? The blue thing looks kind of like a hammer to me. It was a... Uh, was it a gun? Yeah, it was a heat gun. Ah! And he's got a... Not a uh, hammer. Yeah, he's got a batarang. And he gets into the Batmobile. This may be the best Batmobile we've seen. <laughs> this is literally the best Batmobile we've yeah. seen. And he uh, he drives it. I had some problems with some of the dialogue here. As he's driving the Batmobile, he, sh- <laughs> he shouts, Get that, Mr. Freeze. I know. <laughs> Which doesn't really make sense. But um, he is four. 
no excuse. We're judging who is the best Batman. You're right. I'm holding that against him. You're right. That's fair. The dialogue could have been better. He drove very aggressively. Though. Yes, he drove very aggressively. He's swinging that wheel wildly from one side to the other. He's got places to be, and people better watch out for him. Yeah, and he shouts, get that Mr. Freeze thing. He says, didn't get that. Or didn't, didn't get, get him. Didn't get him. Swinging a miss. Yeah. Uh, so he fights Mr. Freeze, and he, he throws a batarang at him. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big fight scene. There's a lot of spinning, a yes. lot of him punching. A lot of cool little boop, boop things. Yeah, kind of uh, like the 60s Batman, like things pow, come to the screen and say, pow, bang, whap. snowed out, headbutt. Uh, they're never in the, the same shot, Batman and Mr. Freeze. It keeps cutting back and forth between them. Well, there is a size discrepancy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, one of them is an action figure. One of them is a four-year-old. One thing I did appreciate, when four-year-old Batman threw his bat... Batarang? Arang, yes. They had a tiny one they threw at Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Which I was like, oh my god, that was well thought out. And then Batman gets frozen by Mr. Freeze Mm -hmm. and cut to a Batman action figure that looks like it has been put in like a cup of ice or something. A cup and then he's frozen. Yeah. And then he just kind of gets free. I don't know how he escaped. Just time. He just waited. It seemed like he punched his way out somehow. Melted over time. Not clear. Mm-mm. That was kind of a plot hole. He did escape. Not as much of a plot hole as the girl that was freed from her cage and then was back in the cage. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just trying to be objective here. I am. I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, then he uses his heat ray against Mr. Freeze, uh, which is a hairdryer, but he calls it a heat ray. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. That was Lil' Batman. Lil' Batman was my favorite Batman so far. I really like Lil' Batman. I really, I'm going to put Lil' Ma- Batman at number one. I'll put him above Batwoman. He was cute as fuck. He had the best Batmobile of everyone. He was the youngest Batman we've seen by about 19 years. (laughs) At least. I loved him. He was so cute. We will try to put this video on the Facebook page so that you all can watch Little Batman and decide for yourself. Uh, Not my favorite, um, Alfred. Alfred could have been better. I had some problems with some of the dialogue. Uh, The fight scenes... We're definitely better than a lot of the other ones. That's true. He had more gadgets than some of the others. I, Batmobile was better. Batmobile was better. Uh, I, it I bu- really like that Lady Batwoman, though. It bugged me that Batman is reading a comic book at the start. That didn't feel like something Batman would well, do. Well, the way they described it is he was going through making sure all of his tools were ready, so maybe it was supposed to be like he was doing an inventory. Okay. I'll buy that. Um... How about we put Lil' Batman at number two right below Catherine Victor? All right, yeah, that's fair with me. Okay, so it goes Catherine Victor, Lil' Batman, whose name we don't know, Jack Smith, Robert Lowry, no one, and then Lewis Wilson. I'm so sorry, Lewis Wilson's ghost. He's bad. We should have a seance with him for Halloween. Yeah. All right. That's uh, really it. Yeah, um, so I've got to get going. So, so let's... Uh, you know where to find us. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.